Hello, everybody. Um, this is Gavin here with the City Podcast. Welcome to episode three um, of the City. Today, it is just going to be uh, me. Uh, Walter could not make it. He has, you know, his own thing that he's doing tonight, and uh, Taylor cannot make it. You know, they, they got their own things they're doing tonight. So it's just going to be me tonight. So it might be a little shorter episode, but we still do have a few things to talk about. Now, with that being said, we're going to hop right into the uh, Titans hiring Brian Callahan, uh, the uh, offensive coordinator for the Bengals, and I believe he was a quarterback coach for the Broncos, assistant coach, uh, quarterback coach, I think he was that for the Broncos. Um, went to, I don't know that he went to um, both of the Super Bowl. I think he might have went to both of the Super Bowls that the Broncos went to. Um, obviously, they won one. So he's worked with Peyton Manning, which that's amazing. He's worked with Matthew Stafford and Derek Carr's included on the list, but I mean, whatever. And then obviously Joe Burrow as the offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals for the last five seasons. Um, like I say, he's been to the, those two Super Bowls as an assistant coach, quarterback coach uh, with the Broncos, and he has been to a Super Bowl with the Bengals, two AFC championship appearances with the Bengals. Um, he looks like a great offensive-minded coach. Like I said, he's worked with those quarterbacks, and he turned Jake Browning into a pretty – Pretty dang good quarterback there uh, for those couple games that he played when Joe, Joe Burrow got injured. And, you know, I've been starting to think, is he is he going to hopefully be able to do that sort of job with the Titans offense, given that we do lack talent? But we still have, you know, Pete, you know Will Levis, Chigo Conquo. Maybe we can develop Traylon Burks into something. And obviously... We have uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Don't know, you know, if he's going to stay. Hopefully, he will. And then I've been seeing where Brian Cowhan has been talking about Derrick Henry returning, and we got a glimpse there in the last regular season game uh, when we when the Titans beat the Jaguars. Uh, we got a glimpse of the old Derrick Henry there. It looked like he. He was running it real good, and he just looked like the uh, Derrick Henry that we all know and love. And if that is still in him, and we're willing to sign, you know, one two-year contract, because I do believe we have either the second or third uh, best available cap space in the league this year. So hopefully, we can put that to good use. Um, w- you know, will. Uh, Rand Carthon want to bring him back on like a one year, two year, you know, nothing big because obviously he's made a lot of money already. So it's it shouldn't be like he wants some outstanding deal because he knows he's he's thirty. You know, he knows he's getting up there. He's obviously even though we saw that you know glimpse of him that we saw uh, in the last game, he still knows that. That's not going to be it for every game, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, he's 30 years old. He's had foot surgery. He's got titanium in his foot. He's not going to be able to do this forever. So I think that if we were to offer him a one- or two-year contract, I think that he should be grateful for that. And I, if I was him, I would take that because I just don't know, you know, if these other teams want to want to mess with him. You know, like I said, he's 30 years old. We got that good glimpse of him, but that's obviously not going to be there for every single game. So I'm hoping, you know, with, 
you know, if we were to offer him something like that and he accepts it, Brian Callahan hopefully will be able to turn him into, you know, something good and give him a, maybe a new sort of understanding of the game because Brian Callahan looks like he can run a offense very good, like I said, with the Bengals as an offensive coordinator, with or without Joe Burrow, it looks like he has been doing a good job. Like I said, Jake Browning was looking real good. Obviously, Joe Burrow is really good. And hopefully, like Amy Adams uh, Strunk said, this is a new era in Tennessee. She wants to bring the fans what we deserve. And I'm hoping we're going to get it with him. He's looking like a good coach. And I, I think out of the candidates... I want to say that was probably um, the right decision. Who knows? So, moving on. We're going to cover now, potentially, Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick might not get a job for the uh, 2024 season, 2024-2025. They might not have a job. Um, the, the Falcons ended up going with probably the worst option they could have gone with. To, to be quite frank with you, I mean, when you have someone like Bill Belichick, and I'm sure, you know, I think I, I think he was ask, asking a little bit of uh, a little bit of money, you know, and regardless though, I think they had a somewhat decent cap space. I'm not 100 percent sure, but I would take I would take a little gamble like that, you know. I would take a little gamble if he's asking, you know. 15, 20 million for like, you know, two, three years. I'd give it to him. He's a great coach. And I understand, you know, some people think that, uh, you know, Tom Brady did all this for him. But, I mean, in the end, who did, I mean, Tom Brady was so successful. Who did he have on offense with him all those years, really? I mean, he had Julian Edelman and Gronk, and that was, and Randy Moss there for a little bit, and that was close to it. I mean, and I'm not 100% sure who all he had and stuff, but. I mean, he obviously did a great job with Tom Brady. And maybe it's just Tom Brady, you know? Maybe it is, but, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's a great coach, and I think that the Falcons probably made a bad choice going with, uh, I can't remember his name. Uh, and now we're going to talk about Mike Brable. I was thinking the Chargers would maybe think about him, and then there goes Jim Harbaugh. You know, comes right out of Michigan, brings his defensive coordinator with him, and I've I've heard that he's just a real weird guy, you know, and I, and I don't know him, so I don't I I it's just I've heard that he's real, just kind of odd and hard to get along with. So we're gonna see how that goes. I mean, I don't see them getting more than nine wins next year, you know. I mean, he just had he had a real good Michigan team there. And he's getting a decent team here. He's got, you know, Justin Herbert and uh, Austin Eckler. Maybe he can revive Austin Eckler. And uh, I, I don't know that they still have Keenan Allen or not. But, you know, he's, he's getting a decent team here. We'll see what he can do with it. They really need to work on their defense. Their defense is pretty, pretty bad this year. Um, but we'll see what he can do with him. Like I said, I don't see him getting more than – Nah, I mean, I think Max wins he gets is nine, maybe ten. I mean, and like I said, everyone knows they're a great coach, him and his brother both. We'll see where he can take the uh, Chargers uh, here. We'll see what direction he can take them here. 
And moving on to our my local high school, uh, Upperman High School, um, we were playing Stone Memorial, who uh, has I I want to say he's one of the top ranked juniors in the state of Tennessee. Cade Caps is a phenomenal player. Stone Memorial has a great team. They're very well coached. But I mean, the same can be said in every aspect that I just mentioned. Is the same can be said for uh, the Upperman Bees. You know, they have Ty Cobb. He's a, outstanding player and we have a great overall team and a, we have a good a great coaching staff and it was a 45-44 victory district win Braden Roberts hits a, a game winning three pointer at the buzzer to uh, take the win over Stone Memorial so definitely a heartbreak for the Stone Memorial fans and um, amazingness for Upperman fans. I was not in attendance, but I did see videos. If you guys want to check out that video, go to Upper Cumberland, Upper Cumberland Reporter on Facebook. They do a great job covering all the sports in the Upper Cumberland. Uh, you know, even when there's games on the same day, they make it their priority to go out and uh, you know film as much games they can live. Um, so they do a great job there, and they have. The, uh, the video of that game winner there. So definitely, um, Upperman boys. I think they have one district loss, and it is to um, it, it is to uh, Stone Memorial at Stone Memorial. So the boys now the boys have one district loss. So I want to say that uh, uh, puts them in like to tie and tied for first place in the district standings. So it's a great job there. Uh, by the boys' team and the girls' team, they did um, indeed get a win um, against someone. I'm not sure final score there. Like I've said, girls' team it's is great, has been great, is great. Um, you know, I got to get a better coach than Dana McWilliams when it comes to the girl girls' basketball. Easily, she's gonna be. You know, I, I don't know. I think she might already be in uh, some some sort of coaching hall of fame, but she will definitely be in the Tennessee High School Sports Association. Um, Hall of Fame for girls basketball coaching. She has uh, so many wins under her belt, three state titles under her belt. I want to say maybe uh, one or two state runner-ups under her belt, a uh, bunch of state state tournament appearances. So when it comes to girls basketball, you're not gonna you're not gonna find a better coach uh, than Dana McWilliams. And uh, with that being said, um, next topic. We're going to cover Nick Dunlap winning the American Express. Um, insane win. Big shout-out to Nick Dunlap. Uh, wins the U.S. Amateur last year and then comes into uh, uh, the, the PGA Tour and wins an event as an amateur. Sucks he couldn't take any of the money, but I have a feeling that's not really going to matter here because he you know, declared... For uh, the PGA Tour, he's a pro. He's signed all the papers. He has his PGA Tour membership now, so he is gonna be. He's gonna do a very good job on PGA Tour. I mean, he was out there, and it looks like. I mean, he looks like a veteran PGA Tour player out there, and he's twenty years old. Uh, I mean, just what what a guy, what a player. Looks like he knows what he's doing. On the one of those last holes there, he hit a ball in the water, and. Uh, it, it was said that, uh, you know, he he was talking about the pressure and how, it, you know, he wasn't really letting it uh, get to him. Uh, so 
Big, uh, big props to Nick Dunlap for doing an amazing job uh, closing out that tournament. I think he had like a one or two, maybe I think he had a three shot lead uh, going into the final round. Ended up winning by one. I want to say he shot even par on Sunday. Uh, just, I mean, going to sleep on a Saturday night knowing that you have a three shot lead in a PGA Tour event must feel either just terrible or amazing, you know, judging by who you are. You know, he might have been a nervous wreck. He might not have got an ounce of sleep on Saturday night, or he might have slept like a baby, you know, when he was in the lead of the American Express. Um, so just big, big shout-out to Nick Dunlap doing a great job for the amateur uh, amateur community. First amateur to win on tour since, I want to say, I think it was 92 when Phil Mickelson won, um, and he's the youngest to win on tour, I think, since Jordan Spieth won the John Deere when he was, like, 19, I think. So, I mean, just, like I said, huge shout-out to Nick Donut doing great things. He's going to be a phenomenal golfer, already is, and he's going to continue to be a phenomenal golfer. Um, so, with that being said, we're going to move on to um, potentially our last topic, if I can you know, think of anything else to talk about because we're, you know, it has not been a long episode by any means, uh, but we're going to cover Dalton Connect. What else do I need to say other than absolute dog? He's, I mean, he is the best player to come through Tennessee basketball since Allen Houston, one million percent. Uh, he's an amazing player. He's currently averaging 18 points, but, I mean, he's just had just a few of those games, you know. He's only had two, uh, or he's only had three games scoring in single digits. Uh, he's been on a one, two, three, four, five game stretch where the lowest he scored is 25. That is insane. Played today against Vanderbilt, 32. A week ago against Alabama, 25. Uh, four days before that, 39 points against Florida. Three days before that, Georgia, 36 points. Three days before that, Mississippi State, 28 points. I mean, the list just goes on and on. His career high is 39 points. That was against Florida. And he 100% could have had dang 40, but Rick Rick Barnes subbed him out. I was watching it. I mean, regardless, though, amazing game by him, you know, just... Uh, Absolutely amazing game by the guy. I mean, major props to him. He's been doing great things for Tennessee basketball here. Uh, he scored 37 against uh, UNC. That's when we started to think that this guy's legit. Season opener, 17. And then following game, Wisconsin, he had 24. So, I mean, he's got to be... He's an, I mean, to think that he's a transfer... I mean, that's insane. You know, transfer from northern Colorado, grew up in Colorado, six, how tall is he? Six, six, 200 pounds, 18 points, four rebounds, one assist, and uh, 47% field goal percentage is his season stats. I mean, like I keep saying, he's an absolute dog. I mean, I don't have anything else really to say about him. Because he's so unbelievably good. I mean, his uh, 
free throws tonight were not really that good three for seven free throw. But, I mean, that's okay. I mean, you know, had he made those four more, he had 36. But, I mean, it's okay. He's doing great things. Tennessee will probably be like a two, three seed in the, you know, in, in, in the NCAA tournament. And um, I'm hoping, you know, we're, we'll, we'll make a good um, good run here for the uh, in, in March Madness. Andy Katz predicted us to go all the way in the preseason. That's, that's a big thing, you know. We gotta we need to live up to that, you know. We're currently uh, what fourteen and something, fourteen and four. Uh, so he he's just insane. He's a great player. Haven't seen one like him here in a, in a good while. Uh, and like I keep saying to everybody though, to think he was a transfer is absolutely insane, you know, and, and he's going to be real successful, he, he's real, he, he, he's just so talented, you know, he, I mean, he's big, he's fast, you know, he can do it all, really, um, just just a great player, he's doing great things for Tennessee, and uh, couldn't be more happy to have him on my team, makes me love Tennessee sports again, uh, I mean, I, I say that I, I still. I you you guys know if you know me, I, I love Tennessee sports, and nothing will nothing will ever change that. But I mean, he's 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 and the basketball has been pretty successful here in the past few years. But I'm I'm hoping we can make a good run here in the NCAA tournament. So I'll give my uh, AFC NFC championship predictions and my Super Bowl prediction here real quick. So AFC championship. Much as I, or no, I don't hate to say it at all. Actually, the Ravens are going to win this AFC Championship. I'm not going to, you know, give a score or anything, uh, score prediction. But Lamar Jackson and the better quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Do not get me wrong, Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback and he is the better quarterback. But currently, Lamar Jackson is playing out of his mind. He has an amazing team with amazing coaches. the The Ravens are just a better team. Uh, and and that's as simple as I can put it. They they are just a better team, and they're gonna win because they are the better team, and they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. And in my opinion, I think they will win the Super Bowl. And NFC Championship, as as much as I would love the Lions to go to the Super Bowl because that would just be insane. Their their run ends here. Jared Goff is just not gonna do. Gonna, I know he's been to the Super Bowl before, but. 49ers are just a better team, and they are indeed going to win the NFC Championship, go to the Super Bowl, and lose to the Ravens. And those are my predictions. So, um, sorry guys, but that's just—I don't even—I'm not even gonna say this is a prediction. I just—I I know that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be Ravens 49ers, and Ravens are gonna win. You know, <laughs> I mean that's exactly what's gonna happen. And I know there was that. Thing on the news where it said that Reba McIntyre and you know Usher and whoever else is going to be performing for the 49ers Ravens uh, Super Bowl. And I'm not saying it because of that. I'm saying it because that's how it's going to be because those are the two best teams in the NFL right now. And don't get me wrong, the Chiefs and the Lions they're still. I mean they're good and stuff, but they're just not as good as those. You know, clearly they're like the three and four. So. I'm sorry, but it's going to be Ravens 49ers, and Ravens are going to win. Lamar Jackson's going to pass for like 200-something yards and rush for like 100. And I feel like, I hope Odell 
Beckham Jr. gets like two touchdown catches or something. I hope the best for him. Uh, obviously, as a growing up, you know, everybody would you know do the OBJ, that amazing catch. He, he impacted everybody growing up that you know watched football and played it with their friends. And so I, I just hope the best for him. You know, he's he's a good guy. He's he's a good wide receiver, and he just got so unfortunate. You know, tearing his ACL in the Super Bowl. I mean, that is just awful, man. He was going to have a great game. He was already having a good game, and then he just tears his ACL. Feels so bad for him, and hopefully he's in this position where he can do it now. So, feel good for him. But uh, with that being said, I think we're going to end the episode here. Um, thanks for whoever's listening. I uh, appreciate it. Hopefully we'll have someone else on here with me next week hopefully we'll have somebody uh doing it so it'll be a little longer and so we can have you know some different takes but for now uh i guess it'll it's just me right now so um thanks for you know whoever's listening and uh, this is the city podcast episode three and i will see you guys next week